Eldritch Horror Squad's Keeper Ann here. Heads up that this is a mature podcast in a mature setting. This podcast uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu rule set by Chaosium. All content, including names, places, things, or any other noun-resembling entities living, dead, or shimmering just at the edge of your vision, like something between a memory or a nightmare, are purely coincidental. Hello, and welcome back to EHS. So... Starting out, I am, of course, Keeper Ann, and tonight, I'm looking forward to a medical examination. And on my left? I'm Damien, I am playing Delilah Taylor, and I am so full of bloodlust right now. I'm Jacob, and I'm playing William Hughes, and I'm hoping I can save my friend tonight. I'm Cynthia, I'm playing Oksana, I'd really hope to get my job done. No. <laughs> I mean, Please, guys. Look, I lo- I do, as much as we rag on you for it, I love the dedication to your job. I legitimately think that's such a great character thing of like, no, no, no. Fuck all of y'all. Fuck your mission. Fuck the plot. I got some books to catalog. Guys, I, please, I want to eat. Guys, please, I understand there is supernatural entity destroying your friends and family. I would like to also make money. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like... I, I will say, I do think that is a good problem, because when you have the proper buy-in, then Oksana is going to be, like, you know, teeth deep in a, bo- in a bone. I suppose. Alright, and then I'm Sarah, and I'm playing Thaddeus Cooper, and I'm on this side of the table tonight, and he's looking forward to, you know, calmly sitting in the hospital waiting room and not getting up to any shenanigans. Yeah, I'm sure no nothing... No shenanigans here. Yeah, no, no, yeah. No, no, nothing bad's gonna happen. He's gonna is. read a magazine. It'll be fine. It'll and, be uh, fine. Unfortunately, uh, Richard Bailey is gone for this session, um, so you can sit in that room alone, and nothing bad is going to happen. <laughs> you sound so convinced, Thaddeus. Yeah. It's just like nothing happened in the forest, and nothing happened at his house, and nothing happened in his entire life. Thaddeus is getting raw dog so hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, ba- like backstory up to this point, like, it's just like constant in his life. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm like, I, I was thinking for a second, I'm like, oh no, he has been getting that, like, from the fucking beginning. He has never not been, actually. He is. Perhaps you could have the waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no breaks for Thaddeus. No, no breaks. No breaks. I mean, he's a professor. This they is, don't have rights. This is what you get for being a or proactive you. player. How dare I make choices? How dare you engage the game? That's on you, man. True. <laughs> okay. So tonight, I'm going to open up first with Oksana. You, you, why do you have to look worried every time? I haven't done much to you. Just the children. There was, yeah, that's one thing. You got one thing. For sure. Only that. So, Oksana, are you, I'm, what are you doing right now? Um, so I think, uh, so she's called Annika to come and help her. Yeah, and it's probably been about... 15, 20 minutes about since then. Yep. Um, I do think that probably after she calls Annika, she goes around and checks the apartment for any rugs and pulls them up, considering what Thaddeus decided to share when he came down. 
And if I invite Annika into this apartment, I would really hope she doesn't step into any of this magic weird bullshit. Okay, great. So there's uh, quite a lot of rugs. There's a small central one in the kitchen. There is a large squarish one uh, that's uh, in the middle of the music room and underneath like the uh, table there that you have stuff like some stuff stacked on and kind of creeps under that ottoman that has nothing in it. Of course. Of course. And there is a small squarish one that's near the fireplace that remarkably is, you know, uh, doesn't seem to have any fire damage on it. Oh, uh, well, she goes through and she does, like, check them all. I think she might save the fireplace one for last because that's the most suspicious one. Yeah, it probably takes you um, a good, like, minute or two to get the one in the music room mm-hmm. up because, you know, it, it, you have to move the ottoman a little bit to, and the table to get it up. Yep. And, yeah, there's nothing underneath. So then you move to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing underneath uh, underneath that one. It's just so unfortunate. Okay. I don't like that prefacing what you're about it's, to it, say. It's not, it, it's, it's fine, it's fine. Is cut it? that, cut that. Cut that, cut that. Um, so, Oksana, you go down, and I assume, like, you don't, you're not having to, like, get down on your knees or anything. You're just kind of bending over all the way, right? To yeah. pull up the sh- uh, the purpose. Leaning over, uh, hand down, like, rip, flips it open, like, yanks flying it. Yeah, so you throw it up, mm-hmm. and underneath, you don't see anything like an arcane sigil or something like that. What you see is a long series of names written in chalk. Some of the names are crossed out, and it's all in this very tidy, tidy descending um, structure. They're all written down vertically. And then, as you're looking, the last few names are that of the Castanes. And you see Delilah's name. Mm. And those ones look very disorganized compared to the rest. Instead of being perfectly vertical and, and centered around like the other names were, they are almost erratically towards the right side. They're like further off by quite a lot. Oh. Make me an ant roll. Um, I think that's a hard pass. Yes, hard pass. Um, yeah, Oksana, this is a genealogy list. I mean, mm. you can see Delilah's parents on here. Hmm. Or could I just assume it is by her last name? Because I don't think I've ever actually talked to Delilah about her parents. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's what yeah. you rolled for. Yeah, you, you assume. Oh, okay. It's, uh, it seems pretty straightforward to you. Gotcha. Okay. The, yeah, this is a list of names that seem to be related familially. Hmm. Everything's coming back to those genealogy books, ain't it? Okay, so I think what she does is she goes to grab her notebook. Um, there's, uh, because 
her, so her notebook where she was cataloging the front half and then on the back half where she wrote her notes about like the uh, casting journal and the genealogy books, she goes back to like the notes in the backside and starts to copy the list, um, kind of like mimicking how she sees it. So with like those names like off to the right. And then once she's done copying it, she goes to the kitchen to grab a glass of water and throws it on the chalk. All right, fantastic. You, I, I mean, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Also, though, in her notebook, once she does finish, like, the notes looking pretty similarly, she does just, pr- like, one long slash, like, through it. So it's not, like, an exact copy. And then you pour the water on the chalk. Sure do. I, I, made, this, I made this joke as soon as we, like, finished up last time. I'm like, man, Oxlade would make a great villain. <laughs> you just... Hmm, that's creepy. That goes in the bottom of the ottoman. Hey, guys, there's nothing in the ottoman. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Look, this one in general... In genuine? I tried to say genuine, and then my brain thought generally, and that was a mistake. Foolish little, foolish little brain. I know, it's dumb. But genuinely, it is that she's just, like, washing it away because, like, suspicious sigils on the floor. Like, it's not a sigil, but, like... Why is that there? Why is it the the rug that's untouched? Well, and like I think interestingly enough, something that Oksana might consider, what are sigils if not a language? Yeah. Names are language. Names 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 have so much to do with language and the history and the culture and it's fine. Um also the side note, when she does rip up the rugs, she also does look on the underside of the rugs. I don't okay. think that makes a difference, but just for note. Um, why don't you make me a hard spot hidden? Oh. <laughs> not my best skill, but we'll give it a shot. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah, that was 85 over 40 is a regular pass. So. Yeah, it's just a rug. Sure is. And then do you just, like, set it back down, or, or what, what are you doing with that rug? Um, I think the one in front of the fireplace, um, she does just, like, straight up actually move it away from, like, the wet spot. One just because, like, you know, don't get the rug wet, but also, like, a different spot on the floor. And then you're going to hear a knock at the door. Um, and she'd probably go into the door and hope it's who she actually needs to be there this time. Yeah, there's been a lot of knocking on that door in the past, <laughs> in the past two hours. Yeah, so for a brief moment she lets herself hope. Yeah, so you open the door and you can... Annika is like leaning a little bit against the door frame and it's a little dramatically and you, you know that she's trying to kind of look a little cool. Mm-hmm. Because she's not that good at it. Mm-hmm. But she does have the right type of smile for that. It is it is properly smug. It is simply from knowing her for this length of time that you're like, ah, I see. You're doing that. Mm-hmm. I think as deadpan as she can possibly get as she opens the door and, like, leans on the door as she opens it and is like, ah, my savior. and uh her grin widens a little bit and she says well who else would it be and pushes past you Mm -hmm. 
Okay, okay. So you need help with the job, you say? Yes, uh, this entire apartment needs to get catalogued, and I've been interrupted no less than ten times today. Well, aren't you the popular one? I wish I wasn't. <laughs> but what have you done so far? So far I have the music room mostly catalog and organized, but then after that I gave up and just started cataloging, figured I'd organize after, and made a decent headway in the bedroom. You say that, and like now she's kind of doing a full turn looking at the room? And so she sees all the scorch marks? Mm-hmm. What the hell happened in here? What did you do? Uh, uh, the fire was marks were here when I got here. You sound so unconvincing about that. Don't I? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you started the... And she points towards the music room, like, over there? Yes, started back there, so music room, mostly done. Can kind of ignore it for now. Um, trying to make headway in the bedroom and here in the living room. I only have vague uh, collection. I wave my notebook of what's in the living room because so many people were coming and going, and I'd rather not lose things. And then she, like, kind of looks at you with a... Uh, it's, not, it's not worried, it's more like, you kind of need something type of look. And so she says, Does he have tea here? Who, who's ever place this is? I, I actually can't say that I've looked. Okay, I'm going to go take a look. Oh, okay. Uh, the kitchen is in plain sight. <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> and, and she gestures. <laughs> On a scale of zero to a hundred, if you had minimum in, say, a ability that could have you spot the hidden things, you would you would need baseline for this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she, like, moves over. She, like, throws up the open the cupboards a little bit and, like, pulls down some tea and goes, you should probably take a minute. You seem a little, what's, strung out? Yes, you look nice today, too, Annika. <laughs> well, one of us has to. Okay. So, yeah, she starts boiling some water, gets uh, some tea started. Uh, what are you doing during that time? Um, I think with that is, like, for the first, like, moment of it, while Annika's bustling about the kitchen, she's kind of, like, but standing awkwardly in the living room, kind of, like, unsure if she should continue working while Annika does whatever, or if she's, like, supposed to actually sit down and take a break. So you're sitting there really awkwardly. For, like, a solid minute, and then kind of starts to lean towards, like, take a break, but it's, it's awful and stiff. Oksana, is the concept of a chair so foreign to you? You know, what if it was? What would you say to me then? That I was right all along. You're not right all along. How dare you? You're barely right half the time. That's a lot of words coming from someone who is wrong all the time. All the time? Yeah, every time. Every... It is not every time. Yeah, it's every time. Every time you argue with me. Bold claim. I see how it is. Well, there's nothing bold about it. It's just a truism. <laughs> <laughs> well, just because it's true, it still hurts my feelings. <laughs> and, like, you just see her face, like, brighten up, like, this is a victory in the bag. Seal that away for later. Mm -hmm. And she pours the tea into uh, two, uh, two small cups and becomes over 
hands you one, and she has the most smug smile, mm-hmm. but she doesn't say anything. She turns around and goes towards the bedroom and starts looking at the books. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Oksana would probably, like, take a sip of her tea and then follow behind and then lean in the doorway behind her and be like, so what are your thoughts? What are my thoughts? Uh, what? Okay, you know what? I'm just going to give you a break. What do you mean? Like, what my thoughts on what exactly? Like, how long this is going to take? Well, I think about the general organization after my approximately 3.5 seconds of looking. Well, just in general, how much you've seen and how long you think it would take us. I'm actually gonna. I need. I'm gonna roll these separately because I don't think they're gonna actually. This this painted set is actually gonna chip, but I'm worried about it. Okay. Because like, it does happen. Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus, fuck, Annika. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she rolled a three. Oh. <sighs> um, and then, uh, so she's looking around this room and takes a step out and is looking at the rest of the apartment mm-hmm. and says. You keep me a steady flow of caffeine, and I think I can. I think we can do this. We'll buy there by next morning. But we are we are not sleeping. If that's the case. Um, I mean, I was a little more generous and told the proprietor that we'd have it done by end of day tomorrow. But. Perhaps you are not sleeping. Ah, thank you. But, look, perhaps it is best if we get this done as fast as possible, considering the sheer amount of interruptions. What is going on? You keep talking about the interruptions. Like, was it really that bad? Yes. What do you have coming? What is this job, even? I, my job was to come here to this dead man's apartment to catalog his stuff. Done. Easy, right? It sounds very easy, but apparently you can't do it, so... No, I get here, and then I am interrupted by old soldier boy I have told you about, and his gunman friend, and they're just here. I don't know, Delilah shows up, and then some man from Massachusetts (laughs) makes an appearance. (laughs) There is only so much I can take. What, do they have a fucking book club here? I don't, I'll have to ask them next time I see them, because it seems inevitable. That's a lot of people you know coming at a very inopportune time. That The chances of that are like, what, one in a billion? You'd think... A catalog apartment, sure, fine, whatever. No, turns out Men is family friends with Delilah, has cousin who's gone insane, who's friends with William, and somehow they're all connected to Richard, who shows up. And I don't even know how Mr. Cooper found word of this and decided to just show up. He's here. This sounds like terrible, shitty plot. (laughs) I know, whoever wrote this is just an idiot. The amount of contrivance involved in all of this. 
It, it, Amateurish. Baffling is what it is. I give an F on their on their literature. Honestly, and then I just it is, and then I also get shakedown from Delilah's girlfriend who decides to call me poor. I, I just I just came to do a job. I uh, is it so hard? Is it so well, much to ask for? There's something wrong with calling you poor. I, okay, all right. <laughs> Again, just because it's true doesn't mean you need to say it. Doesn't mean my feelings aren't hurt. <laughs> Your feelings are hurt? You're so sensitive. Look, I may say they're hurt. It's whatever. It is, in fact, the truth. But it, I don't need her telling me that. You know? It's personal when it's her. Oksana, could you make me a listen roll? No. That is uh, 54 over 40. Okay. Would you like to leave it? I'll leave it, yeah. She's, she's no reason to be listening. She's Yeah, um, Annika rolled a five. Oh. So apparently this is just a theme with me. This is the worst thing you can hope for for a keeper, by the way. <laughs> uh, so I hope that this, that this uh, the uh, rolling I have goes towards the monsters as well, eventually. No, no, no. We're just getting it all out early for the cute girlfriend stuff so that the monsters are all like in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're talking, Anika kind of stops. She looks up towards the ceiling. Who is that up there? Someone is just stomping around. And now that she's pointed it out, you kind of hear it. There's. It sounds like footsteps with like heavy footfalls. Um, Oksana looks genuinely confused, um, and, like, looks at her and is like, um, earlier, all those wonderful gifts, um, after they left here, they went upstairs, and it was very noisy, but they've all left the building. I guess it's whoever lives there, then. She shrugs. Whoever lives there is dead. Oh! probably family of that man or Robert probably family though I don't know I don't know enough about who lives there but I don't I don't think it's family she shrugs a little bit and says I mean it's not really our problem is it um I sounded like sighs and uh, goes to grab the broom again and goes (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I get it's I really not. So before you turn to go to broom, she, Annika, playfully kind of taps your cheek and says, "It's nothing to worry the pretty face about." And then you go to grab the broom. Mm-hmm. You hit the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to make a roll to hear a very loud stomp back. Oh, whoever it is is really clearly a real bitch, huh? Mm-hmm. Oksana, like, knocks back again and then turns to her with, like, the biggest smirk on their face. Oh, you think I'm pretty? Oh, this is the last time I ever compliment you. Mm. <laughs> no, too busy calling me poor. <laughs> well, clearly, you're weren't really smart enough to do this job on your own, so uh, let me just go ahead and get started for you. Oh, I never said I was not smart oh, enough. Yeah. 
you try doing this job with sheer amount of interruptions. You enjoy strange men from Massachusetts to just come here. <laughs> huh? Let me call him up. Would you like to meet him? I don't know what it is for you, but uh, personally, I do not have any gentleman callers from Massachusetts coming. Well, perhaps, you know, you could do try harder to get gentleman callers from Massachusetts. She is, is by the door frame to the bedroom when she turns and gives you a bit of a smile and says, I don't think gentlemen is what I'd be interested in. And then she just walks in and starts pulling books. Oh, I think I kind of just sort of smirks quietly to herself, like, I, I called her, but at what cost? <laughs> so are you making a note of this? <laughs> no, I'm making notes of other things. But now that I'm talking, Thaddeus does not deserve this slander. He is 38 years old. He is not <laughs> calling on this young child. I'm, I am a full adult. <laughs> See, I thought you were, like, running down on a gay. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I picked up on that. The subtext was hard to, you know, figure out, but I figured it out. <laughs> like a hammer to the face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I find the best stories are the ones that are up front. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of genre versus literary fiction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, does he keep stomping back, or does no, he, like... after you hit that second time, uh, you don't hear anything anymore. Okay, solid. Uh, yeah, I guess after that, though, then she would just go join Annika, and they'd probably, like, split the work, like, one of them, um, cataloging by writing. Oh, Jake was looking at me, I'm sorry. Jake was looking at, oh my god, what a horrible thing that occurred. <laughs> Jake gazed upon my visage, I can't take it. <laughs> monster and Jake was looking at me so I was trying to be there not to laugh. Jake roll sand. <laughs> 16. Mm, you pass for now. For now. For now. So yeah, um the she is pulling the book uh, pulling the books and is taking notes of their of publication dates and whatnot and you two are gonna be doing that for a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna end your scene with a library use roll. Which uh, I'm going to give you advantage on, actually, because you have help. I do. Oh, I needed that real hard. <laughs> Otherwise, it was a 99, but instead <laughs> it's a 39. <laughs> 99, it's like, this job is actually two weeks. Yeah. The book's catch on fire. Yeah, you set them on fire on accident. Um, but for library use, that is... Oh, that's so close to a hard pass. But it's a regular pass. Would you like to make it a hard? Um, I don't really have a lot of luck to spend on that. So I feel like... And I don't think there's really any way to push it other than, like, what they're already doing is... Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you could do stuff, but I think a normal success is just fine. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, oh, ideally, like, you know, Bionica's gauge of, like, next morning they're done. But if it takes a little longer, like... They're just trying to get it done. Yeah, so you two move pretty quickly, pretty fluidly. It's almost as if this is an area of specialization. Uh-huh. Um, every now and again, as she's handing you books and that she's cataloged and you are doing some more of the detailed like, synopsis work, just 
what it's about, looking at the back, and you're marking that, just giving a short phrase about it. Mm-hmm. As then she picks up the next book, looks at the publication information and whatnot. The only thing that's different is the way she sometimes, and you figure out it's like on every seventh book, is the way she grazes her hand against yours. Oh. Um, um, I don't think she brings notice to it, but she doesn't try to stop it either. So, Thaddeus. Yeah. You are in the lobby of this of this medical ward. Yep. Now, what are, what are you doing? Is there, like, magazines or anything? <laughs> there are magazines, yes. Yeah. He's expecting, you know... The other guy is to go have their talk, so he's probably just picked up a magazine, sat back in the chair, and is just kind of catching his breath, reading the magazine, not trying to think of anything. There's a few different kinds of magazines. What what sort of subjects are you most interested in? Like, what type of subjects? So there's, you know, some, like, geography, some, uh, like, things about, like, travel uh, Mm -hmm. journals. There's some that are political um, pieces. Is there just, like, a newspaper? Yeah, there's newspaper, newspapers here, too. I'll probably, like, pick that up, look at the current news stories, any events going on, find the funny page. <laughs> that totally existed in 1920. Look, we're saying it did. <laughs> Ye old Garfield. Ye old Garfield. <laughs> I had a professor when, uh, yeah, because like I, I, when I was in literature, um, a literature program, I did mostly medieval literature, mm-hmm. and my medieval lit professor, that was like her most hated thing was ye old, because it like linguistically does isn't a thing. And didn't we take the same medieval class? Didn't we took the same medieval talk? history class. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you you pick up a newspaper, mm-hmm. and. Are you, you're looking over the headlines. How close are you looking at them? Are you just kind of glancing through, or are you actually kind of reading them out? Um, with the headlines, yeah, I'm probably actually reading them. Well, then you're going to come across a pretty familiar face, actually. Well, not very familiar. You just saw him. The doctor that your friends have met... <laughs> There's an article with a picture of him, and it says, uh, the title of it is Revolutionary New Medical Practices of the Mind. Mm-hmm. What else does it say as I read the story? Yeah, the story is about how this doctor has taken patients that seemed in turn to be entirely lost causes from other facilities and has made them productive members of society using elements of using medical practices meant for the brain and that he has pioneered surgical methods. Does it get more into like descriptions of? The most the description itself it's mostly like an interview piece actually. Okay. In which he seems to very obviously be kind of dancing around his practice and keeps bringing the conversation back to 
how good it is for society and that he is a, and he keeps focusing on the social element he's not talking about the actual practice he does mm. but during this I'm gonna let you make me a psychology or a hard spot hidden roll I'm gonna try psychology that is a 30 at 30 so you are kind of towards the end of it when you see that this part of the interview where he's talking about and emphasizing how happy these patients are and the interviewer mentioning is saying oh but it seems like many of them also don't uh, they don't seem to have hobbies after they exit your facility they seem to just go to work and then go home when we've reached out for comment from your former patients they don't uh, really seem to do anything else and the end he responds in kind well that is because i was tasked with making them productive members of society and i taught them that it was really that it was very truly important that they remain focused at least for a short while on that specific part and then they can expand their hobbies and such once they are prepared mentally to take on more starting with simply work is just the starting point mm-hmm. and that's when you look up and you're noticing now that the nurses that are coming and going the woman at the front here that took you that took your names and all she's they're all just smiling and blankly looking past people oh I don't think Thaddeus does anything but he gets distinctly more uncomfortable in his chair and is just kind of he's now vaguely skimming over the rest of the newspaper but his eyes are really just trying to watch these workers watch the people what they're doing how they're acting if they're emoting anything like that they don't hmm that's not good (laughs) do you change that do you uh, flip the page to to the funnies (laughs) (laughs) I mean it depends on how long I'm waiting here Okay, so I'm going to shift camera then. You are so excited, Damien. Yeah. Okay. So, you and William are being led down this hallway. And the first thing that's really striking you here is how absurdly brightly lit it is. It, it is, like, it is just pearl white on every surface by how strong these lights are. And the doctor is, he's humming a little tune. So, doctor, can you tell us anything about Lewis's condition? And he looks to you, William, with a glance. And he says, uh, rem- remind me of your relationship with my dear, fr- with our dear friend Lewis. 
Um, I served with him over in Saudi Arabia. He, he saved my life on multiple occasions, and I am trying my best to help him in any way I can. That is absolutely fantastic. I think you might be able to play an important role in his catharsis. William looks over at you, or looks over at Delilah to say her part, just not wanting to speak for her. I've been friends with him since childhood. I think that's wonderful. This is a journey we're all going to take together. And he smiles widely, and he's, he's showing off his bright white teeth. That, I think they kind of remind you of almost like a shark's teeth. And he's bringing you down further, and he says, Oh, uh, Lewis is in a group session right now. You can, of course, observe it, though I ask that you don't talk about our methods outside of the hospital, if that's all right. What are these methods that are so secretive? Oh, it, it's it's just a simple group counseling. Mm. It is just that it's very personal subjects, and our patients are very sensitive, so it'd be best if their stories remain here. I think it would be best if Lewis didn't see me right away. Oh, then why did you come along? Well, I figured I would talk to him after William has spoken with him for a bit. And, yeah, you, you both have noticed already the two orderlies that have been following behind. And the good doctor turns to you and says, well, why don't you go and uh, wait with your friend in the lobby for a while? And we'll come get you when, he, when we're ready. I think I'd rather wait in the hallway. Well, this is... that is, a problem? Frankly, yes. It's, if you are not here to be part of the catharsis, then you shouldn't be here. Uh, doctor, if it means anything, it... If it's... It might help, um... Might help Lewis if, like, yeah, if Delilah's not there right away. But even if she can wait for me, it would help me for her to be here, too. Well, in terms um... Did you give your last name? No, I haven't. Oh, but you did write your name in the register. I did. Um, Miss Taylor, I must insist that you wait in the lobby until we are ready. Well, Doctor, I think it would be important for me to observe him as well, even if it's from afar where I may not be interacting with him. I have some psychological experience and if I'm there to observe it may help me with my conversations with him. Okay, why don't you make me a persuade role? Not my best. Or a fast talk, I suppose. I'll go with fast talk. <laughs> Four. <laughs> that's, uh, that's an extreme. On the extreme. You have psychological experience? Uh, yes, I did a year at, at, uh, oh my god, Damien fumbling speaking. Um, yes, I 
did a semester in NYU? Well, normally I wouldn't consider too much of a single semester uh, in psychological work, but there's something about you that strikes me as a rather intelligent being. So I not only think you should be, you should come in with our friend William here, I think you should help do some of the mediating. I kind of, like, she glances at William, but then she's like, all right, I can do that. Wonderful, fantastic. And he has now stopped at a door that looks much larger than some of the cells you have been passing. Now, I'm going to let you all make me a listen roll. Uh, 46 over um, 40. Uh, 53 over 43. Would either of you like to challenge that? I will. I guess as we kind of pass, maybe something slightly catches my ear, something a little bit weird, so I get a little bit closer as we're walking, kind of veer off a tiny bit. Okay, so you're going to push it. Yep. That's an 86. <laughs> over 40. So it's not 50 points over, but... But it is still a failed a pushed roll. Yep. So, what actually strikes you, William, is not a strange sound. It's the lack of sound. Okay. It is the silence around you. So you begin to move over and you're trying to be a little subtle. You know that the orderlies are right behind you. You're not trying to peek in to the cells, really, or if you are, it's a cursory glance. You're more trying to, like, just hear, like, are there actually people here? And that's when you're going to stumble a bit to the right and your head's going to come close to a cell you're gonna get some teeth in your ear. Um, I want you to roll damage before. Yeah, you're gonna receive one point of damage as teeth sink into your ear and begin to try to tug. And you can just hear this primal growl. It is a low rumble that goes through your ear almost more than the pain. And the order and the orderlies quickly rush over and um, you, in this one burly man, he grips the jaw that has gotten onto your teeth like, and he pulls the man's mouth up. Uh, we'll take that moment to quickly back away. And it's maybe as the teeth hit it's a little bit of a like a a gasp not like anything too serious but uh and then just try not to like make a scene about it did i see him get bit by a panther yes uh i'm gonna look over to the doctor's like is that a common problem here it's not so much a problem as much as it is a reality that we must work with but do please uh he looks to you william Try to refrain from moving close to the cells. I'm sorry, that was as we were walking. Uh, yes, I started to veer off. And can I look at the man who bit me? 
you look at the man because the one orderly is still holding his mouth and he's like holding him like his fingers are in the man's mouth keeping him stretched open and his mouth stretched open and it, it looks like a he can't be older than 13 and his like hands are up on the bars as he had jumped onto it to bite you I found Lexia seeing the orderly still have his hands in the kid's mouth. Just, I think uh, you could probably stop that. I'm, I should be going. Just kind of rejoin the group. Just yet again, try not to make too much of a scene about this. Yeah, and if and the other orderly, the second one comes over, he pulls his club, and he smashes it blunt end into the into the kid's head. To throw him off of the man, the other man's hands, and then they continue to follow you. So, yeah, you stopped at this wide door, and it's got this. Unlike everything else, which has been like these large metal doors and frames, this is a set of two conjoined wooden doors that have a warm, bright cedar look to them. So I'm gonna shift camera. Oksana. Yeah, so you two have gotten through the bedroom. Um, Ooh. <laughs> oh. I like look, I don't know why. I am slightly insulted by that actually, because I'm like, no no no, <laughs> these two are professionals. They are getting through those books. They are plowing the books, not each other. That's for later. <laughs> because I'm not gonna lie, like the way I envision it, Annika, but like Annika's really stressed about the idea of, oh my god, this is an all nighter, huh? You told them tomorrow? Are you fucking nuts? And is like, okay, we're going, we're going, and so it's like, no, there's none of that. Like, there's that, like that tension of like this, oh, like small touches as like they hand books to each other, but. Anything beyond that, dead. <laughs> Absolutely the, not. Yeah, they are They are focused on their job, Sarah. I'm so sorry to question their professionalism. As you should be. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you would, even at all. Like, uh, honestly, yeah, the bedroom didn't have a whole lot. and uh, It had a few bookshelves, but you two blazed through it. So where do you start next? I mean... Uh, just checking with like the layout of the apartment. So it was the music room, the bedroom, and the living room. Were there other rooms? No. It's just a flat. And then I guess they'd head uh, straight to the living room then. Okay. Um, so you move into the living room. And Hanukkah's kind of notice that there's a book missing from the right-hand section next to the fireplace. Mm-hmm. And is going to immediately move towards that. Oh, no. I think Oksana would sort of be like, um, no, I know that book is missing. I think we should get to that last. There's a lot to tell you about that. A lot to tell me about that? What is this? And I'm going to make a check. For sure. Hey, Cynthia. No. So we made, so 
This would actually not normally be a pass, okay. but we have a home rule that 69 <laughs> let's go! is a pass. So she passes. You say, let's go. This is not a let's go. Her mind's in the right space. <laughs> yeah, so, Arsana, you, like, you realize a moment too late that she has drifted towards that. And there's an obvious kind of frustration in the way she's moving. Like, oh, there's a book missing. Like, who the fuck would take something from the shelf? Mm-hmm. She looks at the books around and you are noticing that she had stopped behind you as you walked towards the other side of the living room. Uh-huh. As her hand dips in. She's like, there's an open space here. What, what the, what the, what the hell? I, oh, if she can, she would, like, jump towards Annika and try to, like, grab her arm. But I don't think she's fast enough. I don't know. Well, if you're going to say that... And she isn't. I was gonna leave this up to interpretation, but now. Mm. You jump towards her as you start to hear the bookshelves creak as they begin to shift. And Annika says, Is this some sort of weird murder house? What the fuck is this? I, oh, no, step, step back, step back. This seems like a murder house. I, I like this. It's kind of, I, this was when it's I, kind of a this house? is what, the, this is what they said when they had, there was a lot to explain. That this is the murder house? You brought me to a murder house? I don't, I, well, I don't know murder house, but like suspicious it, house for it sure. It seems like murder house. And then it opens up and there's the mirrors and there's the large tapestry and just, this is a murder house. It's Oksano, this is a murder house. There is a murder that has probably happened here. We... Look, it has probably happened here, but we just got you hired to catalog this? books, you okay? Are aware of this? <laughs> this is a murder house and you invited me? Well, I uh, yes no, okay? I'm just trying to get the job done and then we can leave, you know? And like, yeah, her eyes are kind of like a little bit bugging out and she's like looking at you and she's like, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was going to like make a move with like the bedroom and all, but now it's like, this is a murder house. This is like entirely ruined the mood, really. What? It's a murder house. And also, you're going to make a move? This is a job, okay? <laughs> well, yes, that's why I was waiting. It's like, the, 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 what did you think I meant by no sleep? I, I, it would just take a really long okay, time. There's a lot of books mood, here. Mood ruined. Mood ruined. Uh, yeah, very obviously. Look at that thing. This is a murder house. You brought me to a murder house. And, well, okay, not necessarily murder house. I think the man just went crazy and probably killed himself. So, like, self-murder kind of thing. You, whatever that uh, word is. Self-murder is still a murder. I, is it really, though? Oh, I'm sorry. Look, I'm, I'm Oksana Ushakova, and, like, self-murder is not the same as the murder house. This is the self-murder house. It is look, actually a very different thing. Look, trademark. Yes, trademark. If, if there was a murder house, that means there's a murderer somewhere still let loose. But if it's self-murder, then the guy who murdered is the one murdered. And so he's done and dead and it's fine. Oh, that's a, oh, it's fine. Okay, so would you like to give me a little jingle? Okay, so this is the murder house. No, no I'm sorry. This is not the murder house. This is the self-murder house. Da-da-da-da. 
Yeah, self-murder house. Look, weird, suspicious tapestry. Will you help me catalog the rest of the books? Because I'll, the rest of the people, the Mr. Cooper from Massachusetts, this is what he's after. I need something to know about it after the job is done. Oksana, I don't give a shit about this. But he's just like, like gesturing towards the pictures. They're like, what? They look like pictures. I don't fucking care. Why is he hitting, hiding him here? It's maybe a little sex. Maybe it's a sex thing. I don't know. I, th- I really hope it isn't. There's a lot of genealogy books here. That would imply a lot of things oh, I would not like. No, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> into the murder house stuff, okay? Yeah. Murder house, sex house, I don't know what it is anymore, but you know what? Okay, you want help? Sure, I just give you help. I don't know, and it's awful, and I think it might be connected to the apartment upstairs. That's where they all left to. I don't know. I don't like it here. I just want the job to be done. Which part of that? The genealogy, the sex thing, or the murder thing is connected to the apartment upstairs? I don't know. <laughs> And you I don't want a, to. You are such a stressful person to know. Look, this is like, I, I hate to say this, and I'm actually very sorry to involve you in all of this because it's all awful and decently dangerous. It is deeply uncomfortable, yes. Yeah, so, like, I apologize. I would like you to kind of, this is, if you can help me finish the job, you can go home. You don't have to think about Murder House. I will deal with William and Delilah and no, okay. Massachusetts no. men, and then it will be done. Did you just... She takes a moment, puts her hand to her mouth, and just... Okay. I can help you with this. And then I'm allowed to go home. How fucking generous of you. Yes, it is generous. Do you want to get involved? Do you want to get involved in Murder House? I, I unfortunately already am. I would like to not drag you in. Maybe it's just Sex House. Would you like to get dragged into Sex House? (laughs) Is that what you're saying? You would not like to be graciously allowed to leave? You want to be part of Sex House? No, I can leave whenever I want. I'm just being a good friend. I mean, obviously you can leave wherever you want. But, like, uh, when it is done, like, uh, you you don't have to stick around. You should it's you should you should go when it is done because I appreciate your help for the job, but then please go because I don't want you involved in suspicious oh. sex murder house. Oh, you appreciate me being here. Eat shit. Oh, that's so adorable. And she is at this point she is, by the way, grabbing books off the other side of the living room and pulling them and taking notes. Mm-hmm. Look, you want to get smug after murder house comments? Okay, I see how it is. Yeah, that's because this is probably a murder house. Look, it probably is. Can we, we should just can we just be done? Okay. Okay. <laughs> she shrugs. She's, yeah, she does not give a fuck about the secret cavern, other than it's a secret cavern, and that's fucking weird. Isn't it? Okay, thank God. Oksana was like genuinely worried. She'd be like. Should I help you with that? And be like, don't, 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 don't. No, honestly, Annika's mind is basically just, you asked for help with books. Okay, I help with books. Oh, that's weird. That's super weird. We should, you probably should have mentioned that if you knew about it. And then, like, back to job. I just really hoped you wouldn't find it. Why? Because it's just weird and now this direction. It's extremely weird. Mm-hmm. Also, I think Richard wants something to do with the tapestry, but I also think it's kind of cursed. It screamed at me. She, this is the first time she's actually kind of looking at it with like any actual seriousness, and she's looking at it and she's. 
what is it like does this have a value it looks terrible I've never I was never one for art to be honest but like I mean my the general gist of it looking at it is that it is well crafted more than anything but the fact that Richard was interested Richard is a man who knows fine things and he was very interested Promise me you're not involved in some weird sex thing. I am not involved in some weird sex thing. Okay, I don't care then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna shift focus then. For sure. <laughs> that conversation comes for a while. Yeah. And then you are working on more books. Mm-hmm. So, Thaddeus, you wanted to lift off. We're very uncomfortable. Yeah. Has that... I'm supposing that that part hasn't changed. No. Are you doing anything? Reading the funnies. <laughs> it's like I'm just waiting for them to come out. Like, I don't like, I don't necessarily like, like this doctor's work, but I don't find it like, I'm at a hospital. I'm not gonna like barge in places. I'm just gonna be like, when they come out, be like, hey guys, this guy's maybe weird. Let's get your friend out. But he's not planning on making any actions. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, Thaddeus, you're in the middle of the funnies. Mm-hmm. And you are still keeping an eye out. Yeah. Nobody has come and spoken to the receptionist. She has been kind of blankly looking off with a large smile. And then suddenly, she quickly just begins to step towards you. Uh, ma'am, can I help you? And she's looking at you. Well, she's looking through you. And her smile widens a little bit, and she says, Oh, uh, the doctor has requested your presence. I don't feel like my presence is needed. I don't know this man. I'm just waiting for my my, uh, colleagues. Yes, they'd like to see you. How would you know that? You didn't answer a phone? You didn't talk to anyone? I was told. By who? She nods her head in the same way she just had. I was told. Please come this way. Thaddeus is going to be like, um, yeah, absolutely. I just need to take care of something first. Do you have a restroom I could go to and then I'll (laughs) promise I'll stop by? Oh, uh, uh, of course. There's a restroom right there. She points to a spot that's directly connected to the lobby. I... (laughs) Does it look like I walked to the restroom? You walk to the restroom. Cool. You enter the restroom. Is there a window? No! (laughs) Also, I actually based this off of, like, I was uh, in a weird orthopedic... It was, like, a weird orthopedic ward that was like this. So that I do actually have a very specific idea of what this room looked like. So if there was a window, it's probably barred. <laughs> no, no, no. There is no window, period. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't believe Thaddeus attempts a window escape in the bathroom. <laughs> Classic date. <laughs> Thaddeus throwing his cane through the crawling after him. This hospital is giving me weird sex vibes. I gotta go. Um, Thaddeus is gonna probably just stay in the bathroom for a good time. <laughs> He's like, maybe if I stay here, everything will go away. I don't want to deal with this. See, 
Interestingly, your guys have seen it but it took a while. So, ten minutes pass. <laughs> I, uh, kind of stick my head out. The receptionist is looking blankly at the door with a large smile and says, Oh, you're finished. Good. Yeah, I'm just going to take a quick smoke and I'm going to fast walk to the front entrance. <laughs> Sir, uh, I'm afraid your presence has been requested. Could you by any chance put that off for the time um, It's just anxiety. I get very anxious being in hospitals and this will just calm me down. Oh. You can tell my friends uh, to meet me after. <laughs> I'm oh. not... She, I am so sorry. <laughs> she's following behind you, and she says, like, Sir, do not worry. We specialize in cases like that. Oh, that's uh, really interesting. If I ever need help, I will surely look you up. And I, I You not, are out of the war. I am not stopped walking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you... Uh, do you turn at any point? I, like, give glances over my shoulder. The moment that she comes to the end of this hall between the ward and the general entrance, she dead stops. The smile doesn't change. And she says, please have a good day, sir. You as well. (laughs) We'll 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 make sure to take good care of your friends. Mm -hmm. He's well does he really know these guys? (laughs) 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 Richard's gone. Thaddeus is gone. Richard, we needed you. Um, I'm going to, is there a phone uh, kind of close to... Uh, Yeah, right in the main entrance, actually. Yeah, now that I'm outside of... I just assumed he just had, like, walked away or something. He just walked away. Uh, I'll probably put something in, like, post-production, so. Yeah. Well, give me Thaddeus' phone call, and then you can say. Can I call the apartment that Oksana is in? Because I know the address, and usually this is the time where operators are, right? Yeah, I was actually going to say, you can call the operator, and they might be able to help you. Yeah. And so, yeah, you call, and the call's directed and yeah so Oksana yep you just settled that this is not in fact a weird sex room <laughs> you two are start are just about to start getting back into the swing of it because every time you enter you come towards a new shelf uh, you have to kind of refine your balance yep. and right as you find it yep. the phone starts ringing Oksana just turns towards it and scowls so deeply. Annika looks back to you and goes, You're not kidding with the interruptions. Why don't you go take care of that? Miss so popular. Maybe it's one of your gentleman callers. Do you wish it was? Walks over and picks up phone. This is Kestane the ref residence, the one of them. I was going to say, if you'd like, you can go ahead and make me a psych roll. That's up to you. I'll try, but <laughs> it's not a very high psych, and I would I won't push it if I fail. Psychology? Yeah. It's close, 34 over 30, but I won't push it. 
All right, then. Yeah, you just stepped away and answered the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this Miss Ush- Ushikova? This is Thaddeus Cooper speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cooper, yes. That's the one thing I wish about us having like a webcam setup is to see your like the gestures you make. The slow turn. How can I help you? Um, I was with uh Miss Delilah and Mister. I believe his name is William. We were going to visit uh Mister. Castain, and I think they might be in trouble, but I'm not quite sure. The doctor they followed uh, seems like he has some interesting things to do to his patients in in order to cure them, and quite frankly, uh, one of the nurses (laughs) seemed to be able to receive an order or hear him without any actual people talking to her or telling her what to do and blank faces no emotion slightly threatening words are your friends capable do you think they could get out of this by themselves i can see oksana's (laughs) response well before i hear it look so you think they are in trouble because they are talking to a doctor who uses interesting means on a patient William has stated has a lot going on and probably needs something like that. Oh, and then, look, I understand. The nurse never got the phone call. Have you considered a note was passed to the woman? Oh, no one was there. Also, blank faces, empty smiles. It seems this is not... It seems like the nurse was a former patient, and it seems like this is something that's been going on a while before uh, Mr. Castain. I mean, were you watching this woman intently for a very long time? Because that also seems very strange. True, it wasn't like watching her like a hawk, but I was in the waiting room and no one else showed up, but... So perhaps you missed it if somebody snuck behind the desk, told her something, and left very quickly? No, it is a fair enough point, but you know your companions better than I do, so if if you trust they can handle the situation themselves and don't need aid backup. I I am quite sure that Miss Taylor and Mr. Hughes can handle a doctor. No matter how suspicious he may be. Understandable. I just wanted to check in with you because I did not know them very well and I didn't know else who would. Uh, sorry for interrupting your work. Yes, well, I understand if you may not know William, but um, Delilah was there in Massachusetts. I feel like you know what she's quite capable of. There's a beat, and then perhaps you're right. Well, have a wonderful night. (laughs) Yes, I hope your visit to the hospital is uh, uneventful. I'm leaving. It's already been too eventful for me. Okay. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> like, hangs up and he's like, you already left, what? Oh no, I said I'm leaving. Hey, Thaddeus. Yeah. You hang up. Uh-huh. 
the nurse is watching you from the uh, from the hallway. Stopped where she was before. Yeah. Mm. And she's smiling. Her hands are together. Almost waiting. Mm. No, look. Uh... This is a, this is very suspicious, but I've seen Delilah in action, and everything Oksana just told me says that they're probably going to be fine. So, uh... The thought might come across that is then, like, wow, that news article was real sus. Mm-hmm. I should, uh, like, I could look into this doctor. I yeah. could look into the hospital. I could drop it all together. I could go back to the apartment and see if there's anything tied with this. That's completely up to you. I'm just saying that these are things I think he might be considering. Oh, yeah. He will- but, like, anything to not be in that room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's mostly what he's thinking. He's like, look, neither they're not alone. They can handle what's coming. They've got each other. <laughs> They've got each other. <laughs> The power of friendship. Oksana said y'all were fine. <laughs> so Oksana doesn't know the entirety of what's happening here. I mean, I got a pretty are. good rundown. <laughs> I, Do you understand now what I mean by Oksana makes a surprisingly good DM NPC villain? <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're gonna fucking no, die. I'm to die. It's okay. I don't know you. I barely know you. No, but um. He's probably going to look, A, into the news article, see if there's more uh, interviews with them, and then about the hospital, if there's any. He wants to kind of follow the trail of this doctor and these patients. Okay, so, Thaddeus, you are stepping out, and as you leave out of the entrance to the hospital, you see a small woman walking pretty confidently just passing you with stark white hair and she is just confident yeah I look at her give her it out and just keep going on my way <laughs> yes Cynthia could I potentially make a slightly pro party move as Oksana yeah sure <laughs> please <laughs> slightly <laughs> ever so slightly look I'm not about to leave my job, but after hanging up with Mr. Cooper, could I call the hospital back? Sure. For the front desk. Yeah, so you connect to the operator, ask for the number to the front desk. She connects you. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, um, um, the phone's answered. Oh, uh, yes, hello. This is the, oh my god, Bellevue Hospital. Um, hello, my name is um, Oksana Ushakova. I am calling. By any chance, are the patients uh, admi- that are admitted, are they allowed to take phone calls? Oh, uh, in which ward? I am unsure which ward he is in. Um, his last name is Castain. If not, I understand he has a few visitors. If I may talk to them instead. Uh, Castain, uh, one second, and... You hear the flip of some pages, and she says, Oh, um, so, uh, I apologize. Allow me to connect you to our um, psychological ward. Thank you. So you get pulled over, and you hear a cheery voice. Hello? 
psychological ward at the Bellevue Hospital. Hello, um, I was just talking to the front desk. I am looking for a patient by last name Castain. Um, if I am not allowed to talk to the patient, I understand he has a few visitors, if I may speak with them. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, Louis Castain, is that correct? I believe so, yes. Uh, I'm afraid he's, um, I'm afraid that he is undergoing, um, some of our, uh, group therapy sessions right now. And so he will not be able to answer for quite some time. Ah, I understand. Would you be able to leave him a message? Um, I am currently cataloging uh, one of his family members' apartments, and I understand he was doing this job before me. I would just like to ask him about uh, the way that he was going through things. Of course. Uh, allow me to take note. Um, what is it you need to... Is there anything more specific? Um, just in general, if he has any... Uh, uh, notes that he left about, I believe, a Hildred Castain's apartment. Uh, that would be nice. Um, again, I do think he has visitors. Would I be able to speak with them? Oh, um, I, I'm afraid he hasn't had any visitors. Oh, I must have been mistaken about the day. Sorry. But if you could leave him a message, thank you. Of course. We will contact you once we have an answer from him. Yes, thank you. And it hangs up. <laughs> she like looks towards on the couch she's like how good of a person do you think I am she I, I think she looks at you with a bit of a sly grin and then she stops for a second and goes I like legitimately or like Apparently, they're at a very sketchy hospital. Mr. Cooper calls me, tells me it's sketchy. I thought I would do my due diligence, ask for, to call the other people that he is somehow separated from, I guess. And But they say that, he, that there are no visitors. Do I attempt to call Mr. Cooper back? I don't know where he is. You, you see this a bit of a battle kind of in her eyes? She's like, it's almost like, am I being, should I be sarcastic or should I not be? Mm-hmm. And she steps forward and she like just gently, nothing to it, places her fingertips like on your stomach and says, you wouldn't be the Oksana I know if you did nothing. Oh, I know. And she laughs at that. Ugh, okay, fine. I guess... So he said he was leaving the hospital, and I have no idea where he might be going. Do I try the front desk again to see if they chase the man down, or what do I do? Uh, I'd say this whole conversation took, like, um, maybe took, like, a minute. Mm -hmm. so, you, so, I think she'd say, like, um, I suppose, call fast. Maybe they can rush out. Maybe, I guess. Punches into the phone. I will allow the both of you to make me a luck roll. Absolutely. Uh -oh. the worst luck. <laughs> I'm gonna go goblin dice for this. Please. <laughs> Please, let me leave the party. I know I just got here. <laughs> that is a 22 under 65. 
goblins have failed me. What did you roll? A 97. <laughs> which is that... exactly 50 over 47. What does that mean? That 50 over is a fumble. Oh. Same as a uh, net one. I was trying to be pro party and this is what I get. Okay. Maybe no. you just have to run after them. I've got an idea. I'm going to have Thaddeus make mm-hmm. me a hard spot hidden. And you have an advantage on your spot hidden, right? I do. Okay. Let me fumble this. Let me go in peace. <laughs> Wrong. That is a 61 over 50. God damn it. <laughs> It's not Thaddeus, meant to be. Thaddeus, yeah, you get in the Look. car and you drive away. Can I, in the interest of being nice to the party, can I push it a little bit? Like, I got in the car. Oh, you like to push it? I don't like to, but I also don't want them to die, I guess. They probably Sarah. won't. Where, well. you know, he sits in the car a little bit, sees his rear view mirrors and is thinking can I really just leave as is? Do I really trust Doxana? <laughs> Roll me that hard spot hidden. I guess I do because it's a 60 <laughs> over 50. Shit. <laughs> that is Oksana felt like she knew what she was talking about that they have manners well in hand. You're just a professor. You're not some sort of gun-toting PI. You're not some sort of war hero, ex-soldier, insert title here. This is a professional establishment. Like, what are they gonna do? (laughs) What you are good at and what you are relegated to You're a research monkey. And maybe it's time you talk to yourself about staying in your lane. Yeah, you know, maybe I will. And I'm sure we'll have no unintended consequences for the rest of the party. I know what I'm good at. Let the people who fight, fight. I I mean, yeah, it's a weird hospital, but like, what's the worst that could really happen? Yeah, nothing's gonna happen. And even if it did, you'd just be in the way. Yeah. I've, I've done enough today. I have been kidnapped into a magical golden world for a little bit. I can take a break. I can read some books. I mean, even at that, aren't you usually in the way? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. So, do what you're good at. Little research jockey. And I'm going to go to the library. Yeah, uh, so, Oksana, you call, and unfortunately, the front desk can't find Mr. Cooper. Um. Thaddeus exits (laughs) the group once more. Last to show up, first to leave. (laughs) Mm -hmm. At this point, sorry, we're just going to have a Thaddeus one-on-one as in its own session. Look, he'll join the group soon, if they get out of the hospital. If, if, <laughs> if, 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 if. if. Uh, it's good. 
Um, I think though, but I think Oksana might, uh, if they say that they can't find Thaddeus, um, I think would ask the front desk by name, um, if she could talk to Delilah Taylor. Uh, and you get transferred to the psych ward, because I imagine that you are saying, like, that is, like, a guest, like, a patient, or not a patient, sorry, uh, a visitor. I think she just asked by name. Uh, to the front desk or after tra- you're transferred? Um, at, at the front desk, if I could speak to Delilah Taylor. And the front desk says, oh, uh, we, I haven't seen anyone by that name, I apologize. Um, um, I was quite sure she came by today. She was with Mr. Cooper. Uh, I'm afraid I don't have any registry of their names here. Um, but I, I, but I don't take everybody's names. I could move you over to the ward that they would have visited because they would take their names. I only take those that are more that are asking for like general appointments. Um, yes, I would like to talk to that ward. So yeah, you can move over and you hear, hello? Hello, I was directed this way um, to speak to you in this ward. Uh, I'm looking for Delilah Taylor. Um, the front desk didn't know that name, but they knew to direct me to you, so and how that's are very you? interesting. And how are you this day? I'm doing well. I would like to know how you know that name. May I ask? Fantastic. I do not know that name. We have unfortunately not had uh, any patients of that name. Do you know why the front desk would uh, direct me to you? I only gave them a name, but they said you would know. I'm afraid I can't answer that. Good day. She hangs up. Hmm. Oksana hangs up back at the apartment, turns to Annika, and is like, ugh. She is like, she's watching you and just, was this actually a weird sex room thing? I don't think it's a weird sex room thing. I think it's a weird cult thing. That is simultaneously better and worse, actually. Isn't it? Oh, no. Did you pull me into a weird cult room thing? Is I was really is hoping it wasn't. I was really hoping it was just some really weird... You know those guys that get really obsessed with genealogy? And they, like, trace back their name. And they're like, oh, I'm, like, 27th in line to the Roman Empire throne. Kind of bullshit. You remember those guys? <laughs> like, when you look her in the eyes, like, there's, like, this haunted glaze to them of, yes, I know those and those guys. Yep, you uh, remember yes. Anatoly? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm six in line to the czar, by the way. Six <gasps> in line is actually really fucking far away. <laughs> it's so fucking hard. No. <laughs> That's why you, that is why you are minimum wage. Okay. Right, anyway, so this look, gestures to everything is, I, I assumed with the genealogy books, it was just another weird but French Anatoly. It is not. Okay, I think it's a weird. I think it's his weird cult thing. Oh, so like, what the cult like worships bloodline? I don't know, but I also is know. Is this like Ari Aster's hereditary? <laughs> God, I sure hope not. But I'm also afraid that it is. But the hospital says they have no record of any other visitors than Mr. Cooper. But I know they all went. Monica, Monica, no. 
I, I was just rolling kind of like a resolve thing. Mm-hmm. On her seven. <gasps> yeah, I think it's whether they are your friends or just some some distractions that are getting in the way. You probably owe it not to them, but to yourself to stop what might happen. If they can't get hold of Mr. Cooper, they don't have anybody else who knows they're there. She she kind of clumsily takes your hand and it's just, I will go with you. And then, safety in numbers, it's fine. Safety in numbers and also, I, it's probably best not to stay in the cult room alone. For, yeah, I mean, oh, I'm sorry, don't you mean the self-murder room? Look, self-murder is very different from regular murder. I, it's, I cannot establish this enough. And she's laughing as she's pulling you along out of the room. Mm-hmm. Then she heads towards the hospital. So, returning to Delilah and to William. So, yeah, you're, you two are led into this large, spacious group room. It has these nice wooden paneled floors that are, when you look closer, clearly just layered on top of what was probably some a cement floor. And there's this large glass patio, almost, on the other side of the room. It's, it's, this room is about 48 by 48 feet. It's large. And that glass patio looks into darkness. The both of you probably have enough understanding to know you're underground. And on the other side of that pa- of that glass is a large clearing. And you can see stone above it as a ceiling but it's just blackness. And at the center of this room is a large circle of chairs with patients, some in straitjackets, some not, sitting together, and a orderly that seems to be talking is uh, kind of circling them. William and Delilah, you both see Louis Castain. He's not in a straitjacket. He's in his normal everyday clothes. He's in the circle. And the orderly is walking around. And he says, Mr. Castain, there's a turtle flipped on its back. He's, in, he's laying in the middle of the road, but you're not helping him. Why aren't you helping him, Mr. Castain? And Lewis is sobbing. Could I try to see, like, roll psychology, see if he is somewhat in the same mental state the last I saw him, or if this is a completely different one? Go ahead and make me psychology roll. Well. 
42 under 44. Um, so, allow me to move forward for a second. Yep. Sorry, is there something you'd like to do? Uh, Delilah's just going to try to make eye contact with him. Oh, he's he, he doesn't even notice that anybody enters the room. None of them do. Okay. And, yeah, Louis, his, his head is in his hands. He's sobbing, and he says, I would help him. I am helping him. I am helping the turtle. And this orderly is continuing his motion around the group. And he says... No, you're not. You're watching his legs flail. There's a car coming, but you're not helping him. You're watching from the side. Why are you doing that? And Lewis is just crying, saying, I am, I am helping him. I am, I'm helping him. I am, I'm helping. And now you notice that all the other patients around the room, they seem to be watching pretty blankly. But, William, you notice that there's one who's watching, and you can see this gaze of recognition that you don't see in the others. Now that you're looking a little closer, too, his straitjacket seems thicker than the others. He looks a little, maybe a little under middle-aged. He's about 5'9", with some dark hair that's graying. And you can tell, like, from the way he squints his eyes, he's probably used to wearing glasses. And he's watching... Lewis and the orderly with a very obvious interest. As for Lewis himself, oh, he is certainly not in the same state that you left him. The Lewis you had left was starting to be almost unvocal. But he's speaking because he's pleading. Because now he's pleading him to stop. So Delilah's going to lean close to the doctor to whisper to him, so what's the point of this exercise? Oh, and he turns to you with a large smile and says, you see, most of our um, patients are broken beyond repair. So the best we can do is break that little last step and then rebuild. The human mind is a canvas. It is a blank page in which we can design new structures. We must, of course, first erase the ego. And then we build off of the id. Uh, Do you have any research that you're basing your practices off of? (laughs) Well, you see, Freud doesn't really come around. (laughs) (laughs) Must I? I am, of course, the expert. Is it really much of an expert if you're not basing your research off of anything? Yes. Because this 
his practice. And yeah, so he brings the both of you forward and says, now, I, I, I would appreciate it if the both of you were willing to play along and perhaps join the group session. Sometimes having some new external stimuli is very beneficial to the patients. Just, I want to see how the process works a little bit more before I can, before I join in. So that I can understand it and help Lewis better. Oh, uh, um, of course. And the orderly, now that Lewis seems to not be responding anymore, um, the orderly says, All right, friends, we are now going to engage in an exercise, a mental exercise. And it's one that demands quite a lot of you, so I am hoping that you are all up to the task. This is a small game that the good doctor came up with called We, uh, called we Are Seagulls. I can't believe I escaped the seagull game. <laughs> Unfortunate for us. <laughs> Um, now, I will give this to you since you've been paying attention, William. The man you had noticed before, he tries to hide it, but he rolls his eyes a little. (laughs) Almost bored, actually. And so the, yeah, oh, go ahead. It might be another psychology role, but can I see, theoretically... If he's not as versed into this as all the others are. Oh, I think, I don't think you have to roll for that. That's obvious. Okay. So that, yeah, he's not fully under the spell. I say that as like, yeah, he's not fully influenced by the, the treatment. Yeah. So the orderly is, now he's stepped in and he's going around the circle inside and he's looking at each person and he looks first to Lewis, and he says, Oh, M- Mr. Um, Mr. Castain, you, I'm told, are the kind of person that thinks you've always done right, but really, isn't everything you've done kind of been just for yourself? And you hear this muttered, broken, No, no, no. Well, your fiancé, she was quite beautiful. Did you get engaged just because she was beautiful? No, no. Mr. Keston, we can't get anywhere until we can get to the heart of the matter. What really has broken you? Now, it's okay. None of us here are going to judge. What do you love about her? And he doesn't say anything. He mutters a broken no, no. And the orderly says, Well, that is what makes you the lying seagull. Because you can't be honest, even in a setting like this. But don't you worry, Mr. Castain. We will pull it from you. And he does this same thing with a few 
few others. And what you notice is, yeah, he's going about counterclockwise in this circle. And the immediate response that most of these patients have is that they squawk. They don't answer with words. And then they come to the man you had noticed. And he says, Now, are you finally ready to, to, are you finally ready to play the game? You have failed so many before. Are you going to continue to do that? And I'm going to, it's an extreme spot hidden. I'll let you both have it. Oh, you got me try? Cool. Come on. Let's go. Nope, that's an 18 under 45, so it's a 9 above. Would you like to spend luck? I'll bring me down to 44. That's still 44. That's about as much as Oksana's got. Sure, I'll spend the luck. Okay. What did you roll, Delilah? I rolled 76. So, so hey, Ouch. William. Yeah, the, the orderly, he seems a little less fired up about this one. And you see the man. You see a roll of his tongue as he seems to, like, swallow and then spits in his face. And you can tell from the way he's moved his tongue, he has something hidden there in his mouth. Okay, I'm not gonna say anything, but. Uh, I'll just kind of lean in and ask him after him, so why is he here? It doesn't seem like he really wants help. Oh, um, this patient, uh, he actually came to us, the doctor says. And he's, uh, we're, we're actually old acquaintances. So I was quite excited by his visit. Um, unfortunately, we can't let him go until he's better. If he willingly came in, he can't willingly leave? No. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, she just gives a questioning look. So it looked like you had something, Jake? I guess, yeah. Also, after, like, as they're doing this, I guess I would also lean to the doctor and go, I don't, that line of questioning with Lewis that he does everything for himself, I feel isn't exactly true. I've served with him, and I know he did selfless things in the war. And the doctor turns to you and says, Well, then you clearly don't know people. I know... That you, somebody throws himself in front of a machine gun, not for himself, but for the man he's pulling out of the sands. I've seen the look in his eyes, and I know it was not for himself, but to protect the man he's pulling. You see, that's the fascinating mistake that you people make. You people. Um... Yeah, the, the doctor continues. You assume that you are capable of acts of heroism. 
you assume that you are capable of selfish of selflessness. You assume we exist in a time of advancement of industrialism and that it's going to make our lives better. And when you look back at the war, as you clearly served in, perhaps you can tell me what one of the worst elements was for those front lines in those trenches. It was the choking, right? Doctor, I never said there was heroes in war. Just bright moments. And Lewis was one of the brighter ones. I'm gonna give you advantage on your next roll. That was a fucking dropped line. It's a good line, good line. <laughs> so, and he says, all you people have done is learn to kill each other better in more efficient ways. And so, I'm here to help the balance. I don't think he says anything after that. I'm going to allow another extreme spot hit and roll, actually. Me too. Yep. Okay. For something different. Oh, nope. Did you roll a 99? Uh, no, it was 36, but it's still way over. 39... Um, under 45, so. Yeah, you don't notice anything. Uh, but the doctor, he is smiling, and he says, oh, um, uh, Mr. Uh, Hughes, if you'd like to come this way, the group session is about to be over, and perhaps we can have you talk to Lewis privately? Um... I mean, the game still has to play. We can pull him this time. There will be plenty of chances later. Are you sure you've already given him a role that seems important to the group? Oh, uh, don't worry. It's a role we will reinforce. Uh, sure, I guess. If... If you as the doctor think it's the best move. The two orderlies... Usher him, uh, usher William forward. They leave the room. And Lewis steps up as the doctor takes him by the hand and helps him up. He's muttering, no. Well, you can assume that's what he's muttering, because at this point, it's really just sounds. I'm going to, I'm going to as he gets closer, kind of just say his name sternly. Lewis. He doesn't even look at you. He's just making whatever that sound is. It almost sounds like a whistle. Something between a whistle and a growl. And the doctor says, yes, he was just truly that upset when we when he came in. And leads Lewis out. Cynthia. Yeah. <laughs> So this room this 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 room mm-hmm. it's surprisingly not that well defended. Is it Yvain? No. There looks like there's probably two orderlies behind that main door to 
to your left. They've certainly been slacking off. And what the fuck's this nurse going to do? Absolutely nothing. Have you made any preparations? Have you brought any crew? I don't think so. I think this the, it's it's a it's a solo homecoming. Really, this is tying up loose ends, isn't it? Sure is. So you're looking and you haven't gotten the signal yet. So you come up to the receptionist. She smiles, looking almost past you. It's nothing you haven't seen before. What a simple little trick. Mm-hmm. Hello, may I have your name? No. Okay, for our documentation purposes, that is a problematic answer. I'm quite sure it is. Um, anyway, I'm looking for your psychiatric ward. Well, you have come to the right place. We hope that we can serve you for decades to come. I'm sure you do hope. Can I know where your psychiatric ward is? Uh, no, you actually did directly walk into it. Oh, like, I... To, like, to the, to the ward itself. Oh, this I thought the, I was at the front desk. No, 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 sorry. I apologize. This is the... Mm-hmm. The receptionist to the psychological or psychiatric ward. I'm already there. Salad. I mean, you've, you've, you've knew where it was. But... Uh, mm-hmm. You haven't gotten the go-ahead yet that you had agreed on. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. Uh... Yeah, no, um, I'm sure you do hope. Um, anyway, I'll be going in now. Oh, um, I'm afraid that the doctors aren't available. That's all right. I'll be in the hallway. And walks in. And, yeah, she's walking toward, like, back behind you, following, but, like, kind of at a bit too slow of a pace. Going, excuse me, ma'am? Excuse me, ma'am? And it sounds like... It's the exact t- and the exact same intonation each time she says it. Mm-hmm. I think after the third time, Yvonne does in fact stop it. She turns around, looks at her, and actually smiles. You're excused. <laughs> and she says, "Thank you, sir." Of course. And turns around, and walks back to the desk. Yvonne turns and heads down the hallway, waiting for her signal. I'm going to change gears to Thaddeus for a moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> hey So, Thaddeus, you are going to the nearest library, right? Yes. Yeah, so you get there, and I assume you're going to be looking at articles related to that hospital. Articles related to that hospital... If there's any mention of, like, the patients that go in or out, potentially look into, like, missing persons and see if they, you know, mysteriously vanish after the hospital. Basically, I'm trying to follow the patients and who gets sent in there or how they appear when they come out type of thing. So, that is... Um... Are you asking the librarians for any help? I would ask them to direct me kind of where uh, the 
record section is, any like public record hospital information. And there's an older woman that uh, that serves as librarian, and she brings you over, and she says, uh, "Oh, uh, what exactly are you looking for? Perhaps I can help you." Oh, well, I just came across this uh, newspaper article about. Did the article give the doctor a name? Yes, the. Yeah, and the, the name was uh, Pedro Velasquez. You're really going through it. <laughs> Nothing, I'm fine. I just seeing Damien curl up a little bit in anger. <laughs> uh, yes, I was. I just came across this newspaper article about uh, Dr. Velasquez and kind of what he's been doing with patients and wanted to do some research. Roll me luck. That is a 22 under 65. That's a hard pass. You, yes. <laughs> so you see the name, and this librarian, her face twists into a scowl. And oh, what, what do you want to know about Mr. Velasquez? Oh. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Damn it. No, 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 like, please just say no, it. No, that was so okay, bad. Okay. Okay. No. I'm, no. I'm, okay. it's, what do you want to know? What do you want to know about Dr. Velasquez? We're keeping that one. We're keeping that one. That's pretty good. All right, Jake, we're going to start off with you saying that. Short and not cut. Like, really? Okay. Yeah, do it. Yeah, do it. Hey, what do you want to know about Dr. Velasquez? <laughs> well, you know. What do you want? Get back in character voice. <laughs> okay. I'm back. I'm back and I'm sad. I'm sorry. I just look over and it looks like Jake's reading the cross. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did a butchered one. Oh my god. Okay. What do you want to know about Mr. Velasquez? <laughs> You're sad. It's tragic. Sad. It's tragic. Um, so there's really horrible things happening. Recently, I found out that a one of my friend's friends was admitted to his care and things just seem a little bit Shady, I guess. Oh, uh, do you know anything about him? You should get that friend out. Can I ask you why? He had the uh, he had my niece. He was treating my niece, and uh, when she came out, she wasn't even a person anymore. What do you know? Uh, what he did? What she was like? What do you mean? She won't talk about what happened. She won't talk about anything that isn't about her job. And your niece, she needed treatment, like that's why she was in? Yeah, when I went to talk to the doctor about what she was experiencing, and the, well, I say experiencing, it's more like the lack of, but she, you know, she was just focusing on her work, and she, then she just slept. And then she'd go back to work. She barely cooked for herself. And when I talked to the doctor, he said, good. She's making recovery. That doesn't seem like a recovery. You're telling me. I'm... Yeah, it doesn't sound like a recovery. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it so... So I'd go get your friend out of there. I don't care if you have to use the courts. It's not a good, it's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. No, it's a. Uh, thank you for letting me know. I will. I have other friends visiting there right now, so I guess I can go find them and. 
try to get them to talk to him. Uh, uh, thank you. Make me any type of face roll, real quick. Which ones are the face ones? So there's persuade, face, or uh, fast talk, and I think uh, charm. Charm. Or intimidate. Or intimidate. I will do charm. That is a 36 under 40. So she beckons you from the newspaper section Mm -hmm. over to the main hub. And she said, because looking around, there isn't that many people here. And she says, okay, if you're going to get your friend out of that place, I'm not saying it's likely. I'm not saying it's even possible. I'm saying if the opportunity arises... Mm-hmm. And she pulls out a copy of Charles Dickens' A Tale of Two Cities. Thaddeus, that book is not that long. That's a very thick book. She sets it down, looks to her left, looks to her right. Uh-huh. Flips it open. There's a 45 in there. <laughs> I love this old lady. <laughs> and she says, once again, it is simply for if the, if the occasion arises, perhaps you would like to consider a good book. Stamps it shut and hands the book over to you. Well, Charles Dickens was a literary genius uh, and did quite a bit for work and be a Shame not to take such a great work. No, he was an idiot, but continue to read the book. Uh, I do just have two things. One, can I get your name? No. Fair enough, ma'am. <laughs> and the way she said it, like her, her head shakes is a little bit, but it's like the most casual motion in the world. And two, if ever you were looking for another big book, May I suggest my Miz? It's maybe just the right side for a good casual read. I'm... This is a... <laughs> oh, 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 so we are the cat has come with a ball and we must throw. The cat knocked, we opened the door, and then he meowed. It was the cutest shit I've ever seen. Where's he going? Where's he going? Oh, he's going for the long throw. I didn't throw it well enough the first time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so yeah. maybe the, you should just like is. The Tale of Two Cities is quite a short book. If ever uh, another opportunity like this, and I gesture to the book, arise, may I suggest Les Mis? It's... Quite big, perhaps less conspicuous, and I'm still taking the hill two cities with me. Um, and she says, uh, Oh, Victor Hugo, then that's a good idea. <laughs> and you walk away, book and tell. Mentally, he makes a note I'm coming back to this library. I want to befriend this lady. <laughs> Thank you, Nietzsche. Let's go. <laughs> so you're on your way back to the hospital. Yes. Oksana. Yes. You've just pulled up. Uh-huh. And Annika's in the other seat. She looks remarkably... Really not that uncomfortable, but you can probably tell that she just doesn't really... 
she doesn't think there's anything dangerous happening, that this is probably just some sort of stop, and she doesn't seem to know what to make of it, but isn't going to assume it's, it's, it's something unviolent or scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they're pulled up at the hospital? Yeah, so I think um, she walks confidently into the, the front uh, lobby, just trusting that Annika's following, walks right up to the front desk. Yeah, and you see a woman with stark white hair moving through the double doors. Oh my god, Kyra. Um, I think Oksana would just note that that's a little strange, but god, what in her life isn't? What, What do you say to the receptionist? Annika's right behind you. Uh, Yes, um, so I, I called earlier. I'm Oksana Ushakova. I was looking to speak to Louis Castain. Oh, yes, I'm afraid Mr. Castain is uh, is not available at the moment, but I'd be more than happy to invite you in when he is. Um, may I ask why he is not available? Uh, he, se- he was available a little while ago. He's in the, in the midst of a group session right now, as I believe. Um, of course. Would I just be able to wait until that session is over? Of course. Do you know how long that might take? No. (laughs) Annika looks between you, Oksana, and the receptionist, and she leans her mouth close to your ear and whispers, Do you want me to punch this bitch? Kind of, yes, but also I don't think it will get us through the doors. I need a yes or no. No. For now. Fuck. And she then leans back and lets you handle it. Kaiba, please. Oh, Kaiba. He just wants the love. My dice have you. Please, it's right where the dice is. Because where else would he go? Yeah, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think, um, then she says, um, uh, on the phone, uh, they said that Lewis was in the, um, psychology ward. Um, would I be able to wait there? This is that ward. You can sit down right there. And she points to a set of empty seats next to her. When they say she can wait, she just nods and goes to sit down. Okay. Anika sits next to you. Mm-hmm. Turns and says... Is this it? We're we're just waiting now. Is that that what's happening? What else are we supposed to do? I don't really know. You made it sound like it was a lot more... um, A lot more hands-on than this. I mean... It's a hospital. We can't really go guns blazing because we think somebody might be in trouble. Guns blazing? I don't have a gun. I'm not going to go guns blazing. It's just you made us sound very immediate. And we went from this job that's going to take, like, 36 hours, like, max. But, like, also minimum. Because Mm -hmm. you are really pushing me up on the wall here. And not in the way that I was hoping. But you're doing that. And now we're stopping at the hospital. And now you're telling me that we have to wait? Well, yes. We're, what else do we do? 
I don't know. I thought that if we were taking a break from that, that this was going to be something a lot more important. I, th- I don't know how... Like, this is... Unfortunately, what it is. All I did was call the hospital. It seemed a little extra suspicious. Oh, my God. Okay. And they cannot contact just people. Just stop talking. Oh, my God. Just, just stop. So, you were worried that there were people in trouble. Yes. And now we are sitting in the lobby. Yes. How long do you intend to sit in the lobby? They said he was in a session. I assume a session may take maximum 30 minutes, and that includes, I would say, probably the car ride here, because he was available when I called. So, what? Another 10 minutes? Can you not wait 10 minutes? Are you so impatient? Oksana, I cherish you from the deepest recesses of my heart. I truly do. I sometimes doubt that, but okay. But you might just be the densest creature I have ever known. The dense, it's like... How is it dense to wait ten minutes? If the Big Bang was a singular point, all of matter reduced to a singular point to then create the Big Bang, it still would not conceptually reach the depths of just how dense you are. See, now I think you are simply just exaggerating because you are upset about ten minutes. And what if I am? Then you can be upset in ten minutes for ten minutes. Okay. Okay. So here's the middle ground. For the next ten minutes, I will now begin to insult the density of your little brain. I feel like we've mixed out with Big Bang. No. No. Oh, you've got you've got uh, more dense than Big Bang? I have many things ready. Okay, so here we go. And we are going to cut our camera as the next ten minutes are filled. And we're gonna have Thaddeus now come back with Twin Cities in hand. Mm-hmm. You Thaddeus, make your way in. And you see Oksana and this other woman in, well, I was going to say debate, but really, you just see one (laughs) woman just ranting. Just fucking going. Pretty one-sided. Yeah. This isn't a conversation. This is an execution. He uh, stops a second before walking up. Uh, Miss Uzakova. Hold on, you wait just one moment, so. No, Mr. Cooper, yes. So this is, turns on the cut. This is Massachusetts gentleman caller, yes? I, turns Mr. Cooper, yes. So, anyway, I attempted to call. They said that they had no record that um, Delilah or William were here. That's concerning. Uh, how long has it been since, like, Delilah and William like left. It's been about forty-five minutes. It's also it's been about forty-five minutes since uh, they were taken by the doctor. I also talked to a librarian whose niece was treated by this doctor, and uh, she very strongly can uh, warned us away to get Mister Castain out of here, along with probably our friends. I feel like we should probably 
uh, do what we can and see if they're all right. Yes, I do suppose. I don't think we have legal right to take Mr. Cassian out of here, but perhaps we can talk to the other two and yeah. we can talk to his wife. Yes. With the fun game of telephone here. Um, I would like Thaddeus to make a spot hit in her psychology role. I will do spot hidden. That is a 29 under 50. Yeah, as, like immediately after Oksana uses the phrase gentleman caller, Annika is, it's not a stare, it's a fucking glare. She looks like she would rather gut you than speak to you. I'm so much older than her. <laughs> Don't misunderstand, ma'am. Can I make a psychology roll to see if uh, I understand why she's glaring at me? Uh, no, you're not going to have to make a roll. You can just have that. Do I... The why? Yeah. Ah. Uh, so, uh, ma'am, and I kind of look, <laughs> look at... Uh, I'm talking to uh, Oksana, but I kind of look at Annika for a sec who I've met, like, twice before. Um, I mean, <laughs> do you say that out loud? Who I've met twice before and do not know one at an interpersonal level. For sure. For sure. Um, shall we uh, go back and try to find our friends? I'm sorry, wait, do you actually say that out loud? <laughs> Look. No, it's funny. We'll make you canon. That's canon, okay. All right. Uh, go back to take a look? They won't let us back. And Anaka says, You can't even figure that out? I mean, I figured... A, our companions might be in trouble. B, we can probably come up with a lie. And C, we could just walk back. <laughs> yeah, perhaps you should um, keep any words you have to yourself. Yes? I don't believe I caught your name, miss. You don't need it. What is your plan if we get caught just walking in the back and then kind of, like, nods her head towards, like, Annika and, like, and then back towards herself, like, I don't know if you know this. They don't take too kindly to folks like us here. That does kind of give him pause. He's like, ah. He very sincerely nods his head. He's like, I apologize. I did not think of that angle. Let me go talk to the receptionist, see if I can... Yeah. And I'll can... tell you something other than they told us. And when I walk back to the friendly receptionist... Ah, hello again. Hello. I know it's a little late. I had an emergency I had to uh, come up to, but you remember my friends, uh, Miss Taylor and Mr. Williams. I'm sorry, and who are you again? Uh, my name is Thaddeus. I was here earlier. No, I'm afraid you weren't. I definitely were. But anyways, uh, my friends have a family emergency, and I really need to uh, let them know about it. So if I can just walk back there real quick. The doctor was expecting me earlier. He asked for me. Absolutely. Please go ahead and continue on your way. Yes, uh, may I bring my friends? They know more about the family emergency, too. And I gesture. No. Are you sure? I feel like they'd really benefit from talking to the doctor. <laughs> Please, Mr. Cooper, continue your, your way through. Mm. 
Mm. I real quickly go back. Well, they're going to let me through. If we don't come out soon, can send someone after us? What do you mean soon? And also, if they won't let us back now, what makes you think they'll let us back later? I mean, police, any, look, they're not that useful, but they might be able to at least go back. You sound so distressed about it. I made a roll for something. Oh. You said normal? Yeah. Absolutely not. That's an 86, and I have only got a 56. Push it. For the sake of the party. Ooh, actually, I will say probably at this time, because you're talking to the front desk, and I feel like she straight up just lets you go do that and is observing stuff. If I can push okay. it. You can absolutely push it. Please push it. Oh. 52 under 56. So you can see, Oksana, mm-hmm. that Anika's listening to what that is has to say and is getting kind of ready the way that she's positioning her left leg forward and everything. She's about to punch this receptionist. Mm-hmm. I think Oksana would just, like, gently, like, her arms are crossed and just, like, leans over to bump Annika, like, with her elbow and goes, your follow-through isn't good enough. (laughs) And then gestures towards, like, the door. You say that. (laughs) And then she follows through. Okay. It is that last spark. She steps forward and swings. What the? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it puts the nurse to the ground. God damn it. Uh, yeah, okay, I guess that's one way to deal with that. Yeah, <laughs> just, just grabs of... Annika and starts fucking running. Yeah. I follow behind. Annika gives We could have sp- just done that first. <laughs> Annika gives a short ha. That's where we're going to end for the night. We could have just done that first. Why did you have me talk to her? For reasons stated above. The police coming out.